Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light Pro Ministries. This is your local rabbi and minister. You can call me Kim, Yaya, Makaya, whatever you wish. So, where do I begin? I'm growing quite rapidly. I welcome everybody from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas City, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Philadelphia, Maryland, New Jersey, um, Connecticut for the first time, Massachusetts for the first time, New Hampshire for the first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And last but not least, Michigan. Now we go globally. I welcome everybody. I welcome everybody from Canada, Brazil, I Iceland, first time, Ireland, Britain. We got France. We got Germany. We got Norway, Sweden. Welcome, Crete. First time ever, Saudi Arabia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ghana, first time ever. Tanzania, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. India, Thailand, Australia. And New Zealand. I welcome you all to tonight of a ramble. Basically. I'm picking up a lot more people listening now. I welcome my classes from the ages of 20 to 50. Predominantly male. Which is unusual for me. I normally don't have male listeners. or mostly female. But I guess I'm reaching those that need it. Hope. Uh, my male people, should I say my male cohorts that listen, you know, my study sessions, I welcome you. Welcome to a late night with the rabbi. So, where do I start? How do I start? Where do I start? This morning, I was, or yesterday morning, this is still Monday or Sunday, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, Sunday. Yesterday evening, I received a call. This young gentleman called all the way from Canova, West Virginia. Um, which, Canova is not on here. I don't have it yet, or West Virginia is not on my map, but he's the first response I've had from West Virginia. Um, which, I'm going to star that one. I've had several from New Jersey. In New Hampshire. Um, he calls me. Leaves a message on my phone. Calling back about an hour or two later. And he was interested in my Shiva coming up. And I told him I had another week or so before my Shiva went from online to be in, being in person and recorded. Um, I directed him to our church because he was a former Pentecostal. Um... I figured Dave could help him more than me right now because I don't have my Shiva. But he was asking about information on my Shiva. I will say this. I know there's a lot out there interested uh, in figuring out what my Shiva is. Currently, I'm only allotted, able to allot 10 to 20 people. 10 at the max because the room I've got won't hold any more than that privately. I am running a home uh, house church. Um, it's small. I just got it registered today. I'm not, still not able to take donations at the, this time, but in the future I will be able to take tithes and offerings. Um, right now my tithes and offerings are right here. When you click on my ministry's podcast, I did it that way for a reason so I wouldn't have to worry about too much. Um, where do I begin? Well, now that we've gone over the welcoming part of it, where do I go from here? Well, currently at this time, you're hearing me on a new microphone. I'm not going to do any videos this evening. I'm not in the mood to video. But I am going to give you some updates. I plan to start my Shiva after Thanksgiving. Right now I'm cleaning the area, getting it ready. 
for certain things. My mom went back into clinic, so please pray for her. Um, I've got a book here for devotional series, so we will be starting it. It is called The Language of Love in a Minute. Uh, as far as my prophetic series, I'm going to be dividing it up a little bit. So we have our devotional and then our regular series. There's a lot of material that I've got to cover. And the young gentleman that's given me that material, um, it's going to take him a little bit longer to get it. So I may not be able to get it until January right now with Israel being in lockdown. He's deciphering it. And the best thing we can get is I can only get so many pages at a time in by email. So he's just sending me a few pages at a time. So it's going to take some time. Not that I'm not going to continue doing the prophetic series. We will be touching on some things. Um, next week coming in is Thanksgiving. So I won't be posting anything. So I will be doing today and tomorrow videos to make up for that. Last week and this week, I kind of took some time off. Um, I've not been feeling all that great um, in retrospect. Um, I have certain things going on in my mouth that makes it impossible for me to deal with things. I plan... Uh, give me a minute here. I plan in the next few weeks of moving my office out of my bedroom into its own private room. Now that my mom is in back in the clinic with hemodialysis, it'll be a while before she comes out. But we will be doing devotional. And this is my first series on men's devotionals. Um, we will be talking about love, the language in a minute. Uh, it's a one-year devotional series. We will be doing it um, probably a couple times a week, probably on Mondays a couple times, and we will be doing those devotionals. In the future, I will be doing an Esther series and other series that I have on Patreon, which I've not fully got that structured yet. Um, I still got to set up. A way that people can pay me without it going into a bank. I refuse to do banking. Um, I want something more along the lines of PayPal. So I can deal with these things. Um, I can take tithing offerings. But it will be taxed. Uh, in the near future. Until I get my 5013 or 504C1. Um, so I'd have to take. Minimum donations under a certain percentage. I think it's like a hundred thousand or something like that So I couldn't take a lot of money, but we will that will be structured and set up and if you wish it's you're contributing not mine so We are going to be doing love language in a minute. We're going to go to the first page Um and the reading comes out of Corinthians. So it says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Let love be your highest goal. And this is 1 Corinthians 13, 13 and 14, 1. So according to this author, this is what it says. It says, after 30 years of counseling couple, couples, I... I'm convinced there are five different ways you speak and understand emotional love. Five love languages. Each of us have a primary love language. One of five speaks to us more pronouncedly than other four. Seldom does a husband and wife have the same love language. We tend to speak our own language, and as a result, we completely miss each other. Oh, we sincere we even express love but we're not connected emotionally okay sound familiar love doesn't need to diminish over time the end of a famous love chapter of the bible in first corinthians 13 says that love is of greatest value while it lasts forever 
in fact, the Apostle Paul says that love should be our highest goal. But if you're going to keep love alive, you need to learn a new language that takes the disciples' discipline and practice. But the reward is a lasting, deep, committed relationship. Okay. The Lord thanks you for a creating each of us so differently. Keep me from the assumption that my partner thinks and feels the way I do. Please give me the patience to find out how I can most effectively communicate love to my spouse. So the language of love is in many different forms. He's saying there's five different types. So in Corinthians, we see there's faith, love, and hope. And the greatest of these is love. We have to love our neighbor as ourselves, And we have to learn to live with that love. Okay. Do we see that in today's society right now? I would say no. I'd say about 90% of the people live alone or they misinterpret love. Hath no man the greatest love than Yeshua himself. He went to the cross and died for the Father's love is the greatest love of all of these. That a man would lay down his life for a sinner like you or I. Um, and I quote that roughly. Um, I implore you. It's a heartfelt right now. Yes, we know we're in the end times and I'm not trying to scare you. We know where we're at. Uh, I know where I'm at. These are the end times. We cannot get around them. They are part of who we are. They are part of what we are. And we are not going to get around the fact that we are in the end days. Um, I have people that text me all the time saying, how do I know this? Well, my Bible tells me in Revelation, stage by stage and error by error, what would happen. The church went through five different errors. We're in the last of that error. And the finalization, people take out the fullness of the Gentiles. They truly don't understand what the fullness is. Someone cannot be in fullness or a church cannot be in fullness unless two has come together. Hmm. What are the two has? For nearly 2,000 years, two distinct separations happen. Your Gentile church separated itself from Judaism, and your, your Jewish believers were either engulfed or entrenched into Christianity and buried and lost, or they separated themselves and hid themselves in the diaspora. I'm one. And there's many others. I have seen the fulfillment of four major events in my lifetime that proved to me that what the father wants for the father says a house divided cannot stand what does he mean a house divided if you take a pen and you take the lid off you have the gentiles represent the pen the hebrew or the jewish messianicism that believe in yeshua or the christ have been separate One's much smaller, one's much larger. During this pandemic, I've seen so much that the Father put on my heart. Let me explain. My church brethren know one thing about me. Nearly 10 years ago, the Father put on my heart to bring two sides together. That's not customary. Christianity has went so far one way, and Masonic Judaism is just now coming back into its being. Just like you put a pen, a cap on a pen to keep it the ink flowing. Spirit's the same way. When you separate one side from the other, you cannot have spiritual growth. Two thousand years have come. And not quite gone. 6,000 years hasn't completed themselves in creation. We are now in 5,781. 
we're approaching and getting closer. There's about 200 and some odd years left of the timeline. And I'm going through a biblical perspective of Hebrew calendar. You've had nearly 2,000 years of diaspora that the Jews have been, been away from their land and they're starting very slowly to come home. Not all are home. I'm one that lives in the United States that hasn't left yet. I don't think I'll ever make it home because I have a heart that Mashiach will come before I even make it home. And yes, I have a home. My home is in Israel. But I also have a home here in the U.S. But I don't think I'll see that home. I'm going to cut it here and I'll explain why in a minute. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. So as we were talking... There's a lot of things going on, um, a lot of things coming out, um, a lot of craziness. Um, I'm getting ready for the holidays here in America. We're Thanksgiving. We're not being told that we can't celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving at all, and we got to space ourselves. Here, you can only get, I can only stay out from 6 in the morning to 10 in the evening. And then they pull curfew. But yet, the people that they're pulling curfew on is good people. And not bad people. Um, but where I'm leading with all this is what we're seeing. We are in the end times. The beginning. Um, I can't say how far in the beginning we're in. But we're in it. It's been that way since 1948, but we are in it, in the last days. It is what it is. Um, he said they would be wars and rumors of wars, plagues, pestilence, you name it. You can't get around that. Um, um, what can I say? It is what it is. Um, I just live day to day. Um, my life is what I make it, and I choose to make it for Christ or Yeshua. I don't care what others say anymore. It doesn't bother me what they feel or think. That's why I'm here talking to you guys. Now, we had our devotional, and we'll read one more devotional for you guys to settle in. We won't be doing love, per se. Oh, uh, let's see. What do I want to read? As I said, I've postponed... The Book of Mysteries, I just dropped something here, for a few weeks, more. I'm looking probably at the first of the year to start it back up. Um, there's a lot of material that I will be going over, and a lot we will be doing. Um, I know I'm a little bit boring tonight. I'm rambling, but what's rambling? COVID's on the rise here in the United States. A lot of your um, local leaders is wanting lockdowns again. Cuomo and them are doing their crazy crap. Telling people they can't mate for Thanksgiving. There's not going to be Thanksgiving now. I don't think the Lord's going to deal with that. So this section, we're going to be letting go and trusting God. And we'll go to the first section. In this, uh, she starts talking about bundles of decisions. Now, I'm going to read it instead of just giving you an outline. Uh, it says, bundles of decisions. 
God's spirit does not make cowards out of us. The spirit gives us power, love, and self-control. That's 2 Timothy 1, 7. Um, here is the stuff we need for decision-making. Courage, power, love, and self-control. Making good choices isn't for the faint of hearts. Decision-making often requires us to make many choices at a time and to take courage. The kind of decision overload can come when we get married, move, take care of an ailing family member, or loss of a loved one. Okay. The hope is when we make the right decisions that we can make those right decisions in such a way that it impacts our life positively. So we go on to say lots of choices to make all at once is hard to know where to start, even when they're happy choices. Simultaneously, we may face relationship decisions with their own set of challenges. Sometimes they fall on the top of other choices, making each one more difficult. But God asks us to deal with all people and situations with love. Remember that. No matter how burdensome we feel or how hard the challenge seems, and instead of rushing into the decision or responding with unbridled emotions, we call he calls us to use self-control. Okay. Decision-making is often a balancing act in which we weigh one part of our lives against another while consistently, constantly keeping the whole in mind. Only the Spirit's power, love, and self-control can provide us with the necessary decision-making tools. Remember that. Through God, though God gives us courage and strength for every choice, he puts in our path. It's up to us to seek his power, love, and self-control. They just wa- they're just waiting for us in his hands. And I'm hearing my book stand over here, the books in it moving back and forth. So we're seeing here that a bundle of decisions involves um, making a lot of choices based on God's will. Now, I know i got some people that are in Saudi Arabia. I'm not going against my Saudi Arabian brethren in any, any fact or fiction. I know some of them that believe are in high persecution. Uh, another one's Tanzania um, because of what's happening. And they're seeking out hope. The best hope I can give you, my brothers and sisters, if you're believers, is to trust in God and know what God wants for your life. Um, I can't change you. I can't make you believe. I can't switch you one way or the other. But I can give hope where hope is due. And I'm talking from the aspect of love. Of one another. We are all human beings. We all have a God-given right. We have a lot. We have a right to exist. Live, breathe, and have freedom. Of choice. The creator gives us. This freedom of choice. The problem is. There are those out there that want to abuse. That freedom of choice. And leave it for them. To make the decisions themselves. I'm going to see this now. I don't care where you're a politician or where you're an average Joe. No one makes my decisions for me. I make them. If I choose not to wear a mask, I won't wear a mask. If I choose not to patronize your business, I'm not going to patronize your business. If I choose a particular president and they cheat that particular president out of an election, it's my choice to pick it. It is my choice to fight. I'm not going to build to your standards. I don't want your so-called liberalized thinking. I don't want your vaccines with baby parts in it. I don't want to see a baby killed. Your murders. And you know it. 
and now you're trying to push a vaccine on me that has murdered infants or murdered humans in it for me to take it and saying it's good for my body. What my Lord tells me, and I'm taking it from the standpoint of the liberal ideology of the the believing aristocrats that this vaccine is all encompassing and good for your body. How could cannibalism be good when the Lord tells us not to eat a human? Mm. We're only to eat four-footed, clothed feet animals, not filthy, dirty, disgusting you see what happened with the coronavirus, and I still believe the coronavirus is a man-engineered virus. It exists. You can't get around that. It's out here. But the people that are touting that it, that what they're going to give us is safe, no, it's not safe. I'm not going to believe that for a moment. Yes, I'm reading a lot of Bible tonight because... I'm bringing this to a full subject issue. The only way to Elohim is through his son. You can't go no other way. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to fray it. I'm not going to throw it out here because there's those that refuse to believe. But there are those here with me now that listen to my videos, that listen to my podcasts that listen to my voice call out in the wilderness and that's what I'm doing I'm calling the Mashiach is calling that belief now I tell you my brethren that belief who do you trust for he tells us he came not to, not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. What is that fulfillment? The father, Abba, said in a prophecy in the Bible that the next thing he was going to do and the key of salvation was to take his law from the written word and from stone and place it in our hearts and minds. People have asked for years what the seal of God is. And he tells you quite plain what the seal is. The seal of the Lord or the seal of Abba Father. <clears throat> Is his words written on our hearts and minds. The foundation of the prophets, the first foundation that builds up on all the Ten Commandments, or the, we'll take two from the ten, there is eight others that are principles that you do not do this, you do not do that, you do not do this. But the key is to love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul interesting that the father would say that we need to love him as his children the other is to love love again love again and i just spoke about love in in one of my books here that i use the love language is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. He didn't say that we are not to love ourselves. But we are also to love our neighbor. As much as we love our own cognitive self. How can I make a statement? I've been on Facebook long enough to know. The things that I see. The pornography. The showing of body parts. The... The love of self-interest, the love of one's self over everybody else, and who gives a care or anything is out there. And I get it myself. I, I get many people that 
I've not had any criticisms yet. I've had people laugh at me and call me I'm a crackpot, which I'm not. Um, they refuse to listen to what I have to say. Tonight, I'm talking about moral ethics. Moral ethics are being thrown aside for lust, power, greed, sexual immorality, killing of infants, and I call it murder, um, to make things to make things look better for them, and then they take a fetus to use the body parts. In some cases, they take it to make vaccines. Others, they're, they're taking these body parts and putting it in other people. We're like cattle to them. Well, the infants, anyway, are like cattle. Or our children are like sex slaves for the father. So now we're being told to go back into lockdowns again. Hmm. Interesting. So we'll pick up again here in about another five minutes. So I'm back. So I'm being told by the media and other sources. that we're going back into lockdowns now and we have to socially distance again <laughs> yeah you think i believe that no i don't i've seen in germany right now and other places this so-called freedom marches taking place and what's happening with them it's odd to see them of course a lot of these countries are enforcing lockdowns and the people are fighting you don't see that here in America why because they're sheeple most of them there's a few that will fight if they have to, but most of them are following themselves to the to the to the bandwagon. Not that I don't have anything against, per se, certain actions of science. I'm a very lo lo logical, liturgical thinking mind, but also I have a limit in trusting Fauci and others. And they're not that trustworthy, actually. I trust God before I trust man. Now, I know some of my listeners are from Tanzania, which is predominantly a Muslim country. And others are from Saudi Arabia, and they would disagree with me, unless you're a believer. But I'm telling you right now, you have a choice. A real choice. Do you want to mark? that marks you for life and you never see anyone or you die fighting. That's the choice you have. I would take the latter. I would rather fight and die. And I know I sound a little crazy, um, but I would. Fight. I don't like having to be the bearer of ill will 
some bad news, but with things going the way they are going, we may not have much choice that, than to fight. Um, I was uh, doing a mask with beadwork. I am a liturg liturgical dancer, so I do liturgy, liturgic dancing a lot. As a Messianic Jew, it's part of who I am, it's part of my culture, and I'd rather dance and celebrate life. But right now, even my own people in the United States are being suppressed. I found out from this young gentleman that synagogues are being closed right and left, and they're not opening them. Um... And if they do open them, they beat them into submission. Which is interesting to hear that American citizens are being beat. I live in an area, predominantly, we've got about 30 to 60 days before we go back into lockdown. We're in a semi-stationary state right now. But they're talking about shutting the whole United States down. That's going to put 329 million people out of work. Now, I don't preach about jobs or money or anything like that. I don't. You don't hear me talk about this. But there is people that have to work. They're talking more than just shutting down businesses. This is shutting down the infrastructure. Your essential workers will be out of work in less than 60 days. Now, I'm not saying Biden's president right now. He's not. But if Trump can't take care of the issue and nobody will listen to him proving his point, which I urge our Republican senators to listen instead of opening their big fat mouths and inserting their foots, um, they're going to put this nation in a world of hurt. Now, I'm not saying I don't disagree that we need to control a virus. I'm not saying that. I am saying they need to think before they jump. And if there is senators out there listening to me from any of the states that I have, and I don't have all 50 yet that are Republican, I plead with you, think of what you're doing. Don't question Trump. Let him prove his point. Because what we got coming in the pike is going to ruin this nation. I can see it. I already see hints of your leftists suggesting to put Trump supporters and Republicans in concentration camps. I've been mourning for this nearly a half a year now. And they won't stop there. It'll be Christians. It'll be Jews. It'll be Muslims. It'll be Democrats that don't agree with them. It'll be conservatives. It'll be people that have conservative values. I don't care what you are. If you don't accept their view and you voice your opinion, you'll go to a re-education camp. I'm sorry to say that, but that's the truth. This is their plan. AOC has spoke about it, um, and other left-wing Democrats. And right now, we have two left-wing Democrat socialists aiming for the White House, if they get it. I'm praying. I'm praying that the Lord will intercede and stop them. Dark times are ahead, my friends. Dark times. The days of the light... Are slowly dimming. It's starting in China. China is already wanting to put sanctions on America as being racist. Sanctions. What kind of sanctions? They're they're hurting Christian Chinese. Why don't they have sanctions on them? Why are we, what have we ever done to hurt anyone?
I am for social distancing, but listen to this, and I'm talking from a medical standpoint. A virus like Corona, you cannot stop. Six foot distancing is not enough. You Even 20 foot distancing is not enough now. Washing your hands is not going to stop it. It's in the air, people. It's been done proven by who? That it is airborne. Once a virus comes out of the body and it gets airborne, the contagion's in the air. So it's only a matter of time before you get it. It comes in your homes. Your tables, your chairs, everything is exposed. People are getting it. And they're not getting it from contact. These people are not getting it from other people. It's in their homes. So tell me, how can you say a virus is still on your hands when it's in the air? A mask don't stop it. A mask is only a temporary measure. Not that I don't support people not wearing them. I don't do. In the medical community, they're a hygienic method of keeping things clean. But it's not going to stop you from getting it. It can get around the sides of the mask. It can go through cloth masks. It can go through paper masks. I, the only type of mask that's really safe is an NK95 or higher. And really, those aren't safe either. When they, when this virus came out from China and it distributed around the world, it was just a matter of time before it became a pandemic. They knew it was going to become a pandemic. There's been so many things coming out about this virus that you got people saying that all the things that are coming out of the woodwork are false. But yet, I believe the latter. I can't even mention God on Facebook now. You can't even mention Allah on Facebook, let alone God. Anything religious, they wipe out. Facebook and Zuckerberg and these other organizations side with Soros. They are, they are, I, I'm not going to say, but I am going to say that what God has put on my heart, I'm, I'm putting out now. I'm in the medical community. I'm refusing to take a vaccine. I'm not going to danger myself with what these vaccines can do. And it's been proven. If you take a human vaccine that is made from a human embryo, it causes not irreparable damage just on the person, on a physical level. Why do you think we don't uphold cannibalism? In the United States, cannibalism has been known to alter human DNA. They're giving you a virus that has human DNA in it. From aborted fetuses, think about what it can do. I will come back and give you that information if you like. I will talk about it. And you're going to see where I'm leading to this because a vaccine such as what they're making, it's very dangerous. And it could cause a whole host of problems. It's not something I would want to mess with, and I don't want you to be unaware of what is happening. You take this, you're doing yourself. And ultimately, I'm not going to do myself. I'd rather be with my creator than to do my heart. But yet you've got the church is being split down the middle over these vaccines now. You've got those that won't take it and those that will. I stand with those that won't take it. I'm not going to take a vaccine that might hurt my life. And I encourage you, those that are listening, don't. Don't do it. What's more important? Your soul? Or to put food in your mouth. I'd rather die as a mortar than have them put something in me that may separate me from my God. And besides that, he told us not to. A mark is forbidden. Yes, I'm talking from a Jewish perspective. Because I watched. My husband's parents watched 
the Holocaust and what it did to them. Six six point five million people went to gas chambers. Women were splayed open wide by Hitler. Pregnant women were white raped like cattle to get them pregnant. And then when they were done with them, they gassed them or they burnt the bodies. You can go to Auschwitz and see it. And a lot of the stuff they won't even let you see on camera. I was watching one part of a show that showed hair, braided hair from children. Nearly a million children were killed in the Holocaust alone. We've done three times that amount in the world. And in the United States, we've done that much. And they don't care. So I'm going to give you the information you desire and you weigh it. You do the research. But I know where I stand. I'll be back in a few. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. So as we were talking, there's a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of things coming out, um, a lot of craziness. Um, I'm getting ready for the holidays here in America where Thanksgiving, we're not being told that we can't celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving at all. And we got to space ourselves here. You can only get, I can only stay out from six in the morning to 10 in the evening and then they pull curfew but yet the people that they're pulling curfew on is good people and not bad people um but where i'm leading with all this is what we're seeing we are in the end times the beginning um i can't say how far in the beginning we're in but we're in it it's been that way since 1948 but we are in it in the last days it is what it is um he said they would be wars and rumors of wars plagues pestilence you name it you can't get around that um um what can i say it is what it is um I just live day to day. Um, my life is what I make it. And I choose to make it for Christ or Yeshua. I don't care what others say anymore. It doesn't bother me what they feel or think that's why i'm here talking to you guys now we had our devotional and we'll read one more devotional for you guys to settle in we won't be doing love per se oh let's see what do i want to read as i said i've postponed the book of mysteries i just dropped something here for a few weeks more I'm looking probably at the first of the year to start it back up. Um, there's a lot of material that I will be going over and a lot we will be doing. Um, I know I'm a little bit boring tonight. I'm rambling, but what's rambling? COVID's on the rise here in the United States. A lot of your... Um, Local leaders is wanting lockdowns again. Cuomo and them are doing their crazy crap. Telling people they can't mate for Thanksgiving. There's not going to be Thanksgiving now. I don't think the Lord's going to deal with that. So this section, we're going to be letting go and trusting God. I'm going to go to the first section. In this, uh, she starts talking about bundles of decisions. Now, I'm going to read it. Instead of just giving you an outline 
uh, it says bundles of decisions. God's spirit does not make cowards out of us. The spirit gives us power, love, and self-control. That's 2 Timothy 1, 7. Um, here is the stuff we need for decision-making. Courage, power, love, and self-control. Making good choices isn't for the faint of hearts. Decision-making often requires us to make many choices at a time and to take courage. The kind of decision overload can come when we get married, move, take care of an ailing family member, or loss of a loved one. Okay. The hope is when we make the right decisions that we can make those right decisions in such a way that it impacts our life positively. So we go on to say lots of choices to make all at once. It's hard to know where to start, even when they're happy choices. Simultaneously, we may face relationship decisions with their own set of challenges. Sometimes they fall on the top of other choices, making each one more difficult. But God asks us to deal with all people and situations with love. Remember that. No matter how burdensome we feel or how hard the challenge seems, and instead of rushing into the decision or responding with unbridled emotions, we call he calls us to use self-control. Okay. Decision-making is often a balancing act in which we weigh one part of our lives against another while consistently, constantly keeping the whole in mind. Only the Spirit's power, love, and self-control can provide us with the necessary decision-making tools. Remember that. Through God, though God gives us courage and strength for every choice, he puts in our path. It's up to us to seek his power, love, and self-control. They just wait, they're just waiting for us in his hands. And I'm hearing my book stand over here, the books in it moving back and forth. So we're seeing here that a bundle of decisions involves um, making a lot of choices based on God's will. Now, I know i got some people that are in Saudi Arabia. I'm not going against my Saudi Arabian brethren in any, any fact or fiction. I know some of them that believe are in high persecution. Uh, another one's Tanzania um, because of what's happening. And they're seeking out hope. The best hope I can give you, my brothers and sisters, if you're believers, is to trust in God and know what God wants for your life. Um, I can't change you. I can't make you believe. I can't switch you one way or the other. But I can give hope where hope is due. And I'm talking from the aspect of love of one another. We are all human beings. We all have a God-given right. We have a lot we have a right to exist, live, breathe and have freedom of choice. The creator give us this freedom of choice. The problem is there are those out there that want to abuse that freedom of choice and leave it for them to make the decisions themselves. I'm going to see this now. I don't care where you're a politician or where you're an average Joe. No one makes my decisions for me. I make them. If I choose not to wear a mask, I won't wear a mask. If I choose not to patronize your business, I'm not going to patronize your business. If I choose a particular president and they cheat that particular president out of an election, it's my choice to pick it. It is my choice to fight. I'm not going to build to your standards. I don't want your so-called liberalized thinking. I don't want your vaccines with baby parts in it. I don't want to see a baby killed. Your murders. 
and you know it. And now you're trying to push a vaccine on me that has murdered infants or murdered humans in it for me to take it and saying it's good for my body. What my Lord tells me, and I'm taking it from the standpoint of the liberal ideology of the the believing aristocrats that this vaccine is all encompassing and good for your body. How could cannibalism be good when the Lord tells us not to eat a human? Hmm. We're only to eat four-footed, clothed feet animals, not filthy, dirty, disgusting you see what happened with the coronavirus, and I still believe the coronavirus is a man-engineered virus. It exists. You can't get around that. It's out here. But the people that are touting that it, that what they're going to give us is safe, no, it's not safe. I'm not going to believe that for a moment. Yes, I'm reading a lot of Bible tonight because... I'm bringing this to a full subject issue. The only way to Elohim is through his son. You can't go no other way. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to fray it. I'm not going to throw it out here. Because there's those that refuse to believe. But there are those here with me now that listen to my videos. That listen to my podcasts that listen to my voice call out in the wilderness and that's what I'm doing I'm calling the Mashiach is calling that belief now I tell you my brethren that belief who do you trust for he tells us he came not to, not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. What is that fulfillment? The father, Abba, said in a prophecy in the Bible that the next thing he was going to do and the key of salvation was to take his law from the written word and from stone and place it in our hearts and minds. People have asked for years what the seal of God is. And he tells you quite plain what the seal is. The seal of the Lord or the seal of Abba Father is his words written on our hearts and minds. The foundation of the prophets, the first foundation that builds up on all the Ten Commandments, or the, we'll take two from the ten, there is eight others that are principles that you do not do this, you do not do that, you do not do this. But the key is to love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul interesting that the father would say that we need to love him as his children the other is to love love again love again and i just spoke about love in in one of my books here that i use the love language is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. He didn't say that we are not to love ourselves. But we are also to love our neighbor. As much as we love our own. Cognitive self. How can I make a statement. I've been on Facebook long enough to know. The things that I see. The pornography. The. Showing of body parts. The. The love of self-interest, the love of one's self over everybody else, and who gives a care or anything is out there. And I get it myself. 
I get many people that I've not had any criticisms yet. I've had people laugh at me and call me I'm a crackpot, which I'm not. Um, they refuse to listen to what I have to say. Tonight, I'm talking about moral ethics. Moral ethics are being thrown aside for lust, power, greed, sexual immorality, killing of infants, and I call it murder, um, to make things to make things look better for them, and then they take a fetus to use the body parts. In some cases, they take it to make vaccines. Others, they're they're taking these body parts and putting it in other people. We're like cattle to them. Well, the infants anyway are like cattle. Or our children are like sex slaves for the father. So now we're being told to go back into lockdowns again. Mm, interesting. So we'll pick up again here in about another five minutes.